And every heart prepared. You done? Coming up on the pod, we've got Cannabis Keenan in studio for our Christmas Spectacular. The movie we are reviewing today is Christmas Vacation. Run that theme. If you want a movie review, look no further than these dudes. You got real buzz route on the mic. You got Cannabis Keenan. He's all right. Welcome to a special Christmas edition of Real Buzz Takes. We are the Real Buzz 2. I am Real Buzz Rob. Yes, it is. It's a bit nipply out. I mean nippy out. <laughs> what did I say? Nipple? <laughs> I, I lo- that, that is my favorite quote from this movie. What I, the nipply? The, the nipply thing, nipply yeah, yeah. yeah. My dad always used to say that all the time. What am I saying? Oh, what am I saying? Nipple? nipple? <laughs> yeah. And to my adjacent, we have Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Cannibal, a.k.a. Cannabis Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Barbarian, Keenan Robertson. Shitter was full! Ah, yeah. You, ch- <laughs> you checked our shitters, honey? That, uh, that cut out kind of weird. At a weird time for it, but whatever. Hey, hello everybody! Merry Christmas! I'm Save sorry, the net for me, Clark. Uh, I'll I'll just maybe edit down the drops better next time. Yeah, dude. I'm so sorry. That's all I'm asking for a little Christmas spirit, you know. Uh, okay, all right. Well, no, no, <laughs> I, I I agree. I, I can do better. You well, des- you deserve better, Keenan. You know what? I'm having a holly jolly time. I I don't really care. I'm I'm actually not having a holly jolly time. I'm moving in my life right now. In the middle of a move, it's it's stressing me the fuck out. So it feels good to be here. Sit down and talk about this movie for an hour or so. Well, we should Let's actually party. we should bring up the fact that we're uh, we're drinking out of the uh, Marty Moose Christmas official Christmas vacation glasses. Yeah, you bought that Mugs. on your childhood trip to Wally World, right? Yeah, my aunt got these for me for Christmas like nine years ago. And you've never drank out of them, you were saying? No, they're still in the box. Really? I, the boxes are <laughs> under my sink. I unbox them. I'm like, this is the perfect night to use these. This is the perfect night. I don't think there's a better night to use these. They're, they're in fact, well, you could argue Christmas, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. But we're, I mean, second we're talking best. about this. Second, the second best. best. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I am a little disappointed. I wanted to go buy eggnog, but I ran out of time. Dude, that would have been so bomb. We could have put we Jim Beam just, in the nog. Yeah. I actually did that uh, not too terribly long ago. It's delicious. Because oh, uh, yeah, I don't know great. what you mix with eggnog. I was like, oh, well, fuck it. I'll put bourbon in there. No, dude, my, it was good. My parents make this. like It's kind of like eggnog. It's a little thicker. They call it like a custard. And it's and then they make it. And my dad cuts it with rum. Well, he used to when he was drinking. Now he cuts it with rum for me because I'm a drinker. Yeah, there you go. And uh, it's delicious. Yeah, I see. I feel like rum in the eggnog, whiskey in the eggnog, bourbon at least. You oh, know, yeah. Maybe, fuck, maybe some Jameson. Irish whiskey. Yeah, I don't know. Jameson could be good. I mean, you could probably do vodka and eggnog if you wanted to. I don't, yeah, vodka you can put in anything. That's the great thing about that spirit is it's yeah. virtually kind of, it just tastes like alcohol. It doesn't have any undertones of flavor to it. It's just, it's like uh, a little less harsh than rubbing alcohol, but not much. Yeah, see, we're making spirits bright here. And that's why I drink vodka. Yeah, amen. And I think eggnog is like the perfect mixer, it sounds like. As um, long as you like it. A lot of people don't yeah, like it, which I can get it. It's, it's good, a little thick. It's good for one or two drinks. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't binge eggnog because you're going to feel like a total bloated piece oh, of yeah, shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it, you're going you're gonna to feel sick as fuck. That's why these cups are fucking tiny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, this is the recommended amount of eggnog that you should be drinking. And it's not, I don't know, what is that, three ounces maybe? Yeah, it's not very much. Mm. As we've already stated, the movie we are reviewing for our Christmas Spectacular is Christmas Vacation. Release date, 12 Director was Jeremiah Chechik. 
Before this, Jeremiah Chechik is known for music videos. He did a Van Halen and a Hall & Oates video, directed those. So, you know, this is like his first feature. If, if anything, you're like Van Halen and I'm like Hall & Oates. Hall & Oates is uh, two people. No, Holland's his first name and Oates is his second. Holland his last Oates. name. <laughs> it's always sunny. I've, anyway. Yeah, no. I know. I've, se- I've seen Oates uh, at, at Bonnaroo one year. Hall was not there. Oh, really? He was doing a solo act. And I got to say, needed Hall there. Needed Hall? Needed Hall. Yeah. I wonder if Hall was there without Oates, if he would have needed Oates. I imagine you would have. Yeah. That, that's, that's a package deal. That only works as a duo. I don't think, you know, it's like, um, uh, you know, um, peanut butter and jelly really yeah. by themselves are not that great on just a sandwich. Put them together. They're, it's, a, it's fantastic. You got Hall and Oates. Yes. Yeah. Uh, cast. Oh, sorry. Hold on. After this, he's known for a film <laughs> called Benny and June, which is a, a strangely, I really enjoyed that film. I feel like I've heard of it, but never seen it. It's got Johnny Depp in it, and okay. he plays a somewhat of a... Is it Juliette Lewis in it? No, it's the girl from... That's what's eating Gilder. Uh, <laughs> Great, never yeah, mind. That's different. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it, it's a girl who's famous, and then she did a lot of famous John Hughes 80s movies. Molly Ringwald? No, but close. Someone like that. Ali Sheedy? No. All right, all eh, right. Fuck, it doesn't matter. Uh, also, Corey de- Haim. <laughs> He's dead. Um, also known for a lot of episodic TV, just random episodes of television. Okay. So only two features to speak of, and both were pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to cast. Chevy Chase is Clark W. Griswold. Beverly D'Angelo as Ellen Griswold. What and- a fox back in the day, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, by the time she got to Entourage, though, she looked like 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. Yeah, she doesn't look She, I think she got some work done or something, you know? No, she just looked terrible. I mean, yeah, she it, didn't look not, good. not to say that Chevy looked great when he was on Community. I mean, he looked yeah, like... Yeah, he 10, looks bad he, now, yeah, too. Yeah, he looked terrible. That's a good point. Yeah. And Randy Quaid also looks terrible, but that's not as much of a surprise, in my opinion. A podcast favorite at this point. I do love Randy Quaid. He's a fucking psycho. But I was I trying to him. think. We've done two before. I know Independence Day, but I couldn't remember the second one because we brought him up a couple times. But whatever. I'm not sure we've done another film with Randy in it. Maybe he just he just gets brought up. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we just, I think he is. Well, we tried to start the campaign to bring him back from uh, Canada. You know, get him back. That's and, right. Uh, I have no updates on that campaign. I don't know what happened with that. I left it to the lawyers and the politicians, and nothing fucking came of it. Allegedly, he's back in California because Trump was retweeting all of his tweets about the deep state and all that shit. Oh, okay. Well, welcome back, Randy. Yeah, Randy, you are uh, an American treasure, and we're happy to have you back. And the fact that you put the strangest shit on Twitter only makes you that much fucking cooler. <laughs> he kind of cousin Eddie America. He just oh, showed up. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. He's got this I'm back. He's got this big old beard. He looks like he looks like exactly what you think a conspiracy theorist would look like. He's bald, he's got a huge beard. He thinks the government's trying he's paranoid. He thinks the government's trying to track him and you know, he thinks President Trump won the, the election, which I, I mean, I'm not going to get political. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. I'm not if you think he, if you think the election was rigged, I'm sorry you're a fucking moron. Okay, moving on. Um <laughs> And then um, honorable mention to Johnny Galecki as Russell Russ Griswold, Juliette Lewis as Audrey Griswold, Doris Roberts as Francis. That was the bra- uh, yeah Ray's mom. Yeah, yep. The uh, first time I saw this as a kid, I remember being like, "Shit, that's every." <laughs> My voice cracked probably when I was shit. a kid too. Shit, that's everybody loves Raymond's mom. Which I didn't really watch that show, but I knew the mom. I liked it. I like everyone loves Raymond. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean, any episodes I caught, I thought were funny, but it wasn't like, let me watch it every. Tuesday night. Two more. Brian Doyle Murray as Frank Shirley. 
and then Julia Louis-Dreyfus as Margot. Okay, while we're in this segment, since you brought up the Griswold kids and they're just honorable mentions, uh, we're both fans of the Vacation series overall, I'm right? glad you brought this up. Yeah, these are definitely the two most successful Griswold kids. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, they both went on to fucking... They're both still well, relevant, I think. Well, know, I don't no, know no. about you, Juliette Lewis. Hold on now. You got to think Anthony Michael Hall was the original Russ. He's... That's true, but I still... Uh, you think he's more... You think he's less successful than Johnny Galecki? I think Johnny Galecki, and mod, with recency bias, yes. But overall, no, Anthony Michael Hall had a pretty great uh-huh. career. Um, and also, there's another one. I uh, think Juliet Juliet Lewis. Ethan is, Suppley. He was one of the kids? In Vegas, vacation. Oh, okay. Well, he, I've only seen that one once. So I do. I need to see that again. It's a good one. Uh, Nick Papa Giorgio or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's Nick Papa Giorgio. Yeah. Having an entourage is expensive. Uh, right, moving on to Chevy Chevy Chase, which is n- not short for anything. It's ch- Chevy. It's just Chevy, Just huh? Chevy. It's He owns a chain of restaurants that sells subpar Mexican food. <laughs> Did, are those still open? Chevy's? I don't know. Yeah, I just remembered they're like Elvis-themed. And, he owned them back in the 90s. And not good. Yeah. Uh, um... I mean, he was a fucking megastar. I actually haven't listed his before and after yet. So we're not, we're not. Were you about to guess his net worth? Yeah, net I worth. was way ahead. We're not there yet. Yep. Anyway, we're not there yet. Uh, before this, known for SNL, Caddyshack, Vacation, Fletch, European Vacation, Spies Like Us, and Three Amigos. After this, known for Nothing But Trouble, which has been we did a pod on that one. If yep. you want to go back. It's, oh shit! And I don't remember his net worth. So if if, if you did it again, then I'm not gonna. We remember. did it again. I mean, okay. that was a long. That was almost eight mo- eight or nine months ago. Yeah, that was that. a long time ago. After this, known for nothing but trouble, Vegas vacation, the hot tub time machine movies, commu- uh, Community, and then uh, the Vacation reboot with Ed Helms. Ed Helms, which I actually enjoyed. I thought it was dumb, 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 dumb. dumb. I liked it quite a bit. Dumb. It's just, I don't know. It didn't need to be done. Like, they tried to, they can't recapture what they did with the vacation movies back in the 80s and early 90s. They, they just, they can't Yeah, be I mean, it wasn't as good as the originals, but no. I, I went into it expecting it to be dumb, 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 and I actually was laughing quite a bit of times. And so. so, before the mics heated up, as they say in the industry, uh, you were talking about your favorite vacation movies, and you said your second favorite one was European Vacation? Yeah, I, I like them in order that they were released. Okay, so your least favorite is Vegas. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know, man. But I've only seen Vegas once, so that's the thing. I need to see it more than once. Because when I did see it, I was like, that's pretty funny. But it goes back to kind of the last action hero thing where you didn't like it, but I fucking love it. Uh, with Vacation and European Vacation, I had seen those both like probably 15 times before I ever saw this one. So I will say this. While European Vacation, in my personal opinion, is my least favorite of the vacations, it does have my favorite joke of all the vacations. What joke is that? It's a joke where they're on the plane to London or Europe or France somewhere. And the um, flight attendant comes over to Clark and says, hey, would you like a Coke? He's like, yeah, I would. He's like, you want that in the can? And he goes, no, I'll have it right here. Yeah, yeah. It's a great joke. good shit. That's a great fucking joke. I love when they get robbed by the guy. He's like, get into the fountain. No, you know, take his shoes off. Get in the fountain. And then he steals their fucking thing. I don't know. I I enjoy that whole movie. The pig and the poke. I actually just watched that recently. Yeah. and I gotta say, man, Audrey in that movie pisses me off. She's so fucking annoying. She is super annoying. Oh, oh I miss God. Jack or whatever the whole fucking time. She looks like um, if Kelly Osborne, you know, like was alive in the seventies. The first Audrey, though, when I when I was a kid, I had such a massive crush on her. The thirteen-year-old from the first one? Yeah, because I was like ten watching no, it. No, no judgments. Yeah, no judgments. I, I was younger than her when I was watching it. 
Yeah, no, I mean that's so, cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't have any. That's. I mean, she was a '70s girl. I had a big crush on her, and then I, my dad was like, "You know, she's like 50 now." I was like, "Oh, that's weird." <laughs> I was only. She's only 50. That movie came out in like '83. Yeah, so she was probably only like 40 whenever he was saying that. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, moving on. Beverly D'Angelo. Before this, known for Vacation, European Vacation, a lot of other features I didn't recognize. Yeah, I only know her from this and Entourage. There's one you're missing out on that she was pretty, well, not pretty big, but it was a big movie. Won an Oscar. She played a fairly prominent role in. After this, known for nothing but trouble. I wrote, no, no, that's Chevy. Sorry. After this, known for Vegas Vacation, American History X. Okay, yeah, never mind. I do remember her from that. Uh, Summer Catch, where she played a character called Lusty Housemother. Seems to fit her. uh... I think that adds up. Yeah. And then she was obviously a not a regular, but a semi-regular on Entourage. She was Ari's boss slash adversary slash, slash partner. Babs. She was Babs. She was Babs. Yeah. Well, she came in and fucking saved Ari's ass at the beginning, and then they ended up being adversaries. I say beginning. It was like season three or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was. Uh... But I do remember when I saw her on Entourage, I was like, fuck, that's. That's the mom from vacation. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like I said, she looked like a ten like ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. She looked fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think she tried to like get work done to still look like she did back then. This is why I say women just age, you know. I don't want to be a total age. I don't want to be a total misogynist here, but she looked like a fucking cow. <laughs> All right. Let's see if that makes a real buzz clip. Uh, Randy Quaid, <laughs> before this known for the Oliver Stone classic Midnight Express. Yeah, never seen it, though. No, nah, I have not either. I've heard okay, about that's it. Good, I've then. heard about it. I, I know nothing. I know it's a crime movie, and I know Oliver Stone directed it. I did not know Randy Quaid was in it until I researched this movie, and that's interesting. You know, just because you brought up Oliver Stone, I watched uh, Any Given Sunday the other night. And yep, underrated movie. I guess he's got a thing for the Quaids, because Dennis Quaid is like a main actor in that. Yeah, but who wouldn't? They're very charismatic and he likes cool the Quaids. guys. Yeah, I Oliver like Stone's Quaid. like, you know what, I'm going to hang out with him. Yeah, dude, Dennis, I love Dennis Quaid. I love, I love Randy Quaid. Dennis Come Quaid on. liked to post about this podcast. Come on, Dennis. Where are you, Dennis? Come on the pod. And we did confirm it's his actual account. What, it is his actual account. Whether he did it or his publicist or whoever runs his account, we don't know. But I, we're going to assume it was it was him. Because what, what movie were we doing that he liked? Our- I fuck if I remember. But I, I it actually wasn't. I, I It was completely random because I just hashtag like podcast, comedy podcast, something like that. But the Cannabis Keenan in me, I didn't see it for a week until after he liked it. I yeah, didn't see the notification. So, yeah, he liked the post. And then I like commented back or whatever so that's you know. the second um i say famous that's the second person from the hollywood industry to um like one of our posts one another person actually contacted us which was the director of jawbreaker mm. and i don't think he listened to it because he was very nice in his messaging and we shit all over him on that podcast you know sam loves that fucking movie we should hit him back up and be like uh hopefully you didn't listen to it can you give us an autograph or something no i told him if he ever wants to be on the pod he's welcome never message you back fuck no <laughs> of course he probably not. listened the first five minutes because all he's oh, got I is literally, i literally said yeah he, yeah he was probably like oh well fuck that guy his actually. name's darren someone and i literally tell him to go fuck himself five minutes in because the movie's so bad this so, is our problem i'm trying to get dennis quaid i'm trying to not start beef robbie's starting beef with the director of jawbreaker well, hey man that's that the uh, beef sells bro people beef don't, sells. people don't want to see everyone getting along all the time on a podcast they want to see some drama yeah and the guy if he had any balls he would come in and rap battle you 
Settle it like a man. Yeah, man. I'll spit some. I'll spit some bars. Look at those sunglasses you're wearing. You you tell me you're not gonna spit some bars right now. Oh, these are the Mahomes special, bro. Ho 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 ho. That's that. Anyway. Ho 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 ho. <laughs> yeah, use a ho ho ho. Anyway. Who? <laughs> Mike Jones, Randy Quaid. Uh, after this, <laughs> well, said Midnight Express vacation in Caddyshack Two. After this, known for Days of Thunder, Independence Day, Kingpin, which. Kingpin and Independence Day both came out the same year. I thought Kingpin was older. And also, Kingpin is fucking fantastic. Kingpin, great movie. Uh, Vegas Vacation, not another teen movie. Very underrated performance by Randy Quaid. That's when we talked about him again. Yeah, not another yeah, teen so movie. So that was the second movie that we, he was on on this podcast. Whatever you say, pumpkin tits. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I knew he had been on two. I forgot we did that fucking movie, but there you go. Brokeback Mountain and The Ice Harvest. Which He's is in Brokeback Mountain? Yeah, I have seen that movie one time. I don't remember him being in it. I don't think it's a massive role, but I'd have to rewatch to see. Okay. And then The Ice Harvest, which is a really good movie if you guys haven't seen it. It's uh, John Cusack, Billy Bob Thornton, Randy Quaid. It, it, Randy Quaid plays a mob boss from Kansas City. It's very cool. I feel like I've seen it, but probably just once. And It's worth watching again. I should watch it. It's uh, technically a Christmas movie, too, by the way. Is it? Yeah. Well, Ice Harvest and... It, it, figure it's it, set in winter. It, it takes place in Wichita, Kansas, and uh, uh, what's that fucking guy's name? Oh, fuck. I feel like I definitely saw this movie. Anyway. Oliver Platt is also in it. You said who? Billy Bob and... Billy Bob Thornton, John Cusack, Oliver Platt, Randy Quaid. Maybe I didn't see it. Anyway, keep going. Moving on to Net Worths. Two chains. Smoking on that gas. Oh, life's a beat on Cinemax. Movie bought my boo bigger tits and a bigger ass. All right. Chevy Chase. All right, yeah. Don't remember from uh, Big Trouble or Nothing But Trouble or whatever, so probably should have listened to that on my way over so I could have impressed here, but I'm going to say $400 million. What? Yeah, dude, from the 80s and shit, 70s, 80s, 90s. Okay, we have Keenan on record as $400 million. Judges. Not billion. Million. He's worth 50 million. 50. Okay. Well, I was going to say overrated. Don't worry. You're million. only one eighth of the way. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, you know. You only thought he was worth eight times more than he actually is. I guess is. comedic actor more so than anything else. So, But I mean, he's been fucking doing shit for forever. But everyone says he's an asshole. Yeah, so but maybe that's, you know, he's got to spend all his money on the lawyers and the politicians. He's not Schwarzenegger or Stallone or Willis. I mean, he's 400 million. Will Smith, too. Yeah. Yeah, well, Will Smith is a fucking one in a billion. That yeah. fucking guy. National treasure. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo. D'Angelo. Oh. D'Angelo. So Calvin always likes to say that he thinks that people have gambling or drug problems. And he stuff does. Like that. He does like to say that. He definitely uh, makes some wild uh, assumptions about some celebrities based off their net worths. Absolutely. I'm going to think, though, that Beverly D'Angelo, I'm guessing she's a smoker. And so she spends a lot of money on cigarettes, probably. So I'm going to take that into account, and I'm going to guess she's worth $15 million. Very close, Keenan. $20 million. $20 mil. See, I was going to start with 20 but then the cigarette smoking got me down to... So I got, she smokes $5 million worth I, of cigarettes. I got to think the vast majority of her fortune comes from residuals from vacation movies, because she literally is in nothing else, other than fucking American History X and Entourage. She could actually be a good businesswoman or something like that, Keenan, too. Make no, smart investments. stop it. Don't be, don't be fucking stupid. Good businesswoman? Talk about a fucking oxymoron. <laughs> Good at business. Uh, well, yeah, she's lucky she can vote. <clears throat> Randy Quaid. <laughs> oh, fuck. Isn't he wanted by the federal government? Uh, I don't know. Apparently, that got cleared up. I don't know. 
Uh, he's back in America, from what I understand. Seven hundred fifty k. Not not bad, actually. Negative one million. <laughs> okay, actually, I do remember that now. Yeah, yeah, he was the first one that owed money. Yes, he was. Well, <laughs> yeah. truth be told, given his tax uh, issue, I think he's probably worth more than. I mean, if if you if you add up his bill to the IRS, I bet he's like more like negative five million. Yeah, well, that's why we were trying to bring Randy back. Let's start a charity for Randy Quaid. Fucking. Mara, make Randy Quaid great again. Wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, there's a Q in there somewhere. Marga. Marga. Yeah, Marga, make Randy Quaid great again. Fuck it. Uh, it was Wait. a good shot. He's a Trump guy, so I'm trying to help him out Randy with some Trump stuff. Uh, again. Yeah, Merkga. Moving on to specifications and details, or as we like to call it, specs and deets. Yes, indeed. I, I When you were starting to say specifications and details, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to say yes, indeed, to that. Yesifications in in detail. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah. So I, I, I was. Don't worry. I was going to give you the layup. I just, you know, wanted to say the first. Thank you. Speaking of layup, I'm wearing a Lakers ugly Christmas sweater for our audio listeners. How dare you? How dare you say ugly? That's the most gorgeous sweater. Where did you get such a fine sweater? Well, I spilt uh, some wine on mine last night, so I wasn't able to wear it to the pod. So thanks to DJ Rob, or Real Buzz Rob, I guess, as he's known on this podcast. Yeah, it, my persona on this podcast is Real Buzz Rob. Okay. I, well, you got too many personas, man. Hey, man. what do you, I'm like... I'm I don't like, know which persona you're going to be in on any given Sunday. Well, it just depends. If I'm DJing, I'm DJ Handsome Rob. If I'm podcasting, I'm Real Buzz Rob. If I'm doing neither, I'm just Rob. Okay. Or Robbie, if you know him well enough. Mm, no one watching this does. He, yeah, no, don't. Uh, you can call me that, but, but don't. If you don't, if you approach me in the street and you're like, "What's don't up?" Call him Robbie. No, no, no. If you approach me in the street, and I don't know you that well. You're like, "Hey, what's up, Robbie?" I will punch you in the fucking face. I will do it. I, gender does not matter. I will get arrested. I don't give a fuck. How do you feel about Roto Baggins, though? Yeah, I don't love that. Don't love it. <laughs> I don't love it. I prefer it to Robbie. Yeah. Uh, while we're on the note, don't call me Cannabis Keenan either in the streets. Come on, man. Be cool. <laughs> Let's be chill about it, man. Trying to push. <laughs> yeah. To don't put, put me on the streets. Yeah. Uh, cannabis Keenan in the sheets, but Keenan in the streets. Yep. 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 <laughs> Runtime, ninety-six minutes. Good. Good. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's perfect. Yeah. It. It was uh, enough jokes in there. Uh, I'm for the brevity thing, man. So ninety minutes is great. <laughs> Budget was twenty-seven million. Oh, oh! Opened at eleven point seven million. Whoa. Grossed seventy-three million dollars. Jeez. Okay. Made there money. You go. Yeah. That, I mean, the vacation. That's why they keep making these movies, man. I mean, they. I mean, well, now that Beverly D'Angelo and Chevy are, you know, old and not fun to look they, at anymore, they're they not, they're not were, gonna. They're not gonna make another one. But they were both in that Ed Helms one, right? Like a yeah, small, the, little end, part. Yeah. Because technically, it's a soft reboot because Ed Helms in that film is plays, rusty. Rusty, Clark's right. son. Yeah. And then they do go to Clark's house. I think he lives in fucking San Francisco at the end of that movie, by the way, which is very strange because yeah, he's supposed to be he's in Chicago. Chicago the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, Chevy's in it, I think, for like seven to 10 minutes. Yeah. Not very long. No. But anyway. And I think it needs to be said that this was a time in movie history where you could make like a tentpole PG 13 comedy and it does really, really well. Mm-hmm. And. That kind of went through the 90s and even into the early 2000s. It kind of like kind of ended 
near like where I think the last funny PG thirteen movie I can remember that was like a temple that was released like Anchorman is one of them. Yeah, I'd say around like oh four or so because then you started getting the Judd Apatow movies. Yes, when you still had well, I guess old school was rated R, but yeah, Anchorman. Old school, uh, old school started it, but Judd Apatow really made it. Like if you want yeah. to have, if you want to compete. Uh, in the comedy film industry, it's got to be super bad. R-rated. Virgin, it's got to be R-rated. Yeah. It's got to be raunchy. Because I remember thinking that Super Bad was one of those that kind of cemented that, and then Bridesmaids just ran that home. Once Bridesmaids came out, it was like, oh, this is this is the new era. I hate that. Forty-year-old Virgin was probably the first one, though. Yeah, and I, I'm not a Bridesmaids guy either. I, yeah. I shouldn't say I hate it. I saw it once and I thought it was super overrated. But you know, women power. It's and it's, stuff. it's funny. It's a funny movie. I. It, it's a little overrated. A little. Yeah, it was funny. It, my big problem with I love Kristen Wiig so yeah, she's much. She's great. She's fantastic. And I love uh, who's the blonde chick from Reno Nine One One that's in it. Pretty yeah. much, I like. I just hate Melissa McCarthy. That's what it boils down to. And that what? ruined that whole fucking movie for me. Yeah, Melissa. And Ma- she's a big part of that movie. Melissa McCarthy is something you either it's something it, it's she's very you either love her or you really don't like her at all. I found out recently a lot of people feel that way about Anne Hathaway, too, which Anne Hathaway I could always just kind of take or leave. I'm, I'm uh, good with Anne Hathaway. Yeah, she's fine to me. Uh, I, she doesn't elicit any strong emotions one way or the other, but Melissa McCarthy does. Like, I just, I don't like her. I don't like her. I could see, I, so from some, like, a neutral perspective, I don't have strong feelings one way or the other. I think she can be very funny. I think it's the fact that she tries so hard, you know, like. In, and her, her shtick is that, look at me, I'm a fat woman, and. I'm kind of disgusting. I'll do fart jokes and stuff like that. And it's just a tired. I, if that's all you get, like, that's her only humor, I feel like. And then sometimes I she tries to get emotional. It's a little reductive. Then she did that due date movie with Robert Downey Jr. or whatever. And I, I didn't like that. She was in that movie? Galifianakis was in that movie. Okay, then she did the one with uh, the Identity Thief one. That was very Yo, similar yeah, yeah, to yeah, with yeah, Jason yeah, Bateman. Yeah. yeah, with Bateman. I always confuse those two. Because, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that movie wasn't good. I watched it. It, it wasn't yeah. funny. But anyway. Anyway. Melissa McCarthy. Come on the pod. Fight me, too. You know? It's coming out of me like lava. <laughs> Moving on to plot keywords. Uh, you'll notice a trend with these plot keywords, Keenan, and I'll see if you pick up on it. Number one, pantyhose. Number two, nude swimming. Number three, panties. Number four, side boob. Number five, lift skirt. No Christmas or... No it's this the, the plot keywords completely were dominated by the hot lady that that, that the one hot lady the in one this hot movie, lady that, yeah. that Clark likes. Well, Bevy, Beverly D'Angelo is pretty hot in this movie. Yeah, she's oh, yeah, very attractive in this movie. Yeah, but yeah, the, <laughs> can't the, see the line, can you, Russ? Yeah, can't. Russ, <laughs> it's so great. Not, not, not that I have a log. Well, not in the sense that you thought I said I did. Yeah, that, yeah, Your that whole log. his whole fucking when he's at that counter is so great. <laughs> can I take something out for you? <laughs> This was Chevy Chase in his prime, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Chevy Chase very much may have peaked right here. Like, the Fletch movies are funny. Yeah, right before the 90s started. Three Amigos, great. Uh, Caddyshack won, great. I think this may have been the peak of Chevy Chase's powers. Yeah, his Kenny Powers. His Kenny Powers, yes. Yeah. The Kenny uh, Powers Award. Yeah, because what are you doing? I mean, he kind of fell off in the 90s right i i know i shouldn't say fall off because he's fucking chevy chase but he's got 50 million dollars you know yeah. he just uh became so difficult to work with yeah that... he full of himself right yeah yeah yep he's a notorious asshole like bruce willis yeah but bruce still gets work yeah that's true so he can't be as big of an asshole i mean 
but no, I mean, Kevin Smith has gone on record as saying, don't work with your heroes. I love Bruce Willis. I made cop out with him. He was such a fucking piece of shit to work with. And he, he said it publicly for years. Yeah. And I, 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 a lot of people I think have gone on rep, like Donald Glover and shit like that, hated him on community and stuff. Uh, Chevy Chase. So yeah. people come out with the same shit about Chevy Chase. There's been like voicemails released with Chevy Chase, like just bitching people out for something they did on set. It's crazy. Yeah. That he, sucks when you hear that. It does suck because he's you a know? very he's a very charismatic and likable guy when he plays Clark Griswold. I when love, he's acting, yeah. I love the character Clark Griswold. I don't think Chevy Chase is anything like that. Yeah, what a great fucking character though, Clark W. Griswold. Whoa, one for the one for the books, comedy books for sure. Yeah, one of the best characters ever created. So taglines: There was only one, and it's very disappointing. Really, very disappointing. There's no place like home for a holiday. That's so disappointing. Very disappointing. Like, it, it, it just, it, it, boring and lame. Like, this is a comedy movie. And, like, that's what, that's your tagline? Yeah, that's, that, and also, it's a comedy franchise. I mean, yeah. You, you've seen at this point Clark Griswold struggle his way through a cross country road trip, struggle his way through Europe. And now you could say the Griswolds are home for the holidays or something. Like, I mean, yeah, that would be better. Even, say exactly. something about the Griswolds. Incorporate the Griswolds in there. Yeah, just, or Clark. I mean, that that fucking tagline could be for any Christmas movie ever made. Yeah, that's, that's a so really generic. bad fucking it's tagline. It's so generic. That you could, we could be talking about Christmas with the Cranks, and that could be it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? any, any movie. That, Four so, Christmases. So whoever. Santa Claus. I don't know. Maybe they just had like a, a room full of just stock uh, taglines. And they're like, <laughs> they just pulled that's that the one, one out. We want. Yeah, that's know, that's man. really fucking bad. I'm disappointed in that. I was too. I read it. I'm like, there's got to be another one. Nope. So. Uh, the lights are coming on in your neighborhood this Christmas. Fuck. I mean, they, at least that references the lights or that, something. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record. That was so fucking terrible, Keenan. But it's still better than the, I know. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. It's still I'm, better than the one the that was actually published. Thing. Yeah, really bad. Oh, Daddy's drinking the silver bullets now. Okay, I'm gonna have to try to steal one of those from you. This this meme's going down. I'll do it. Thank you. No, I know. I, same thing. I just realized I was fucking drinking whiskey like it was water. I'm like, eh. Yeah, small glasses. I just keep refilling. No, I know. I just you know? It was like. Yeah. Sipping. Sipping. Sipping on that whiskey. Sip. Sip. Sipping on that sister. Dean Martin has a Christmas album that is a double entendre with the name. It's Making Spirits Bright. Oh, that's good. Like, I like spirits that. like alcohol. Oh, I understand. Yeah, I'm not a fucking know, idiot. That's good. <laughs> Well, just in case I know, I some of the I, listeners I, are. I was picking up what you were putting down. Yeah, well, what Dino was putting down back in like the 50s or whatever. So, you know the version, there is a version of uh, Dean Martin in Hey Arnold, and his name is Dino Spumoni. Yeah. It's fucking great. I do know that. It's a fucking great name. Do you know Dean Martin's real name? No. I'll probably butcher it or get it slightly, slightly off, but I think it's like Dino Paul Crescetti or something like that. Dude, that sounds like straight mob boss. Yeah. So, so why did he change it? I don't fucking, I don't know. Where, some, where people, as Joe Pesci would say, can you believe it? Prejudice against Italians. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think that's what it is. I'm going to St. Louis right after uh, St. Louis to go to the Hill. I need to talk to you about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can help you out, man. Yeah. Lived there for a couple of years. Are we going to go to Charlie Guido's or something? Yeah, Guido's is good. Um, oh, off mic. We'll, we'll talk off about mic. it. Off mic. There's, there's, there's a bunch of great places. You if you're in St. Louis after Christmas, hit me up. Real Best Takes on Instagram or Real Best Crew. Not Cannabis Keenan. Yeah, Keenan RBC. What's up? All right, we're uh, moving on to the Canopsis. Please give us your Canopsis. Cannabis Keenan. Clark W. Griswold is a notorious family man who will put everything on the line for his family. I don't like the 
double use of family in there. Anyway, he's driven them across the country to Wally World. He's taken them to Europe. And now he just wants to have a peaceful Christmas at home. But as with everything in Clark's life, shit just doesn't go as planned. So let's all grab a, a cup of eggnog from a Marty the Moose glass, eat some dried out turkey, and save the neck for me, Clark, in Christmas vacation. <laughs> save the neck for me, Clark. <laughs> Why don't you load me up with a little more of that? It is good. Well, maybe if you didn't feed the dog from the table, Eddie. No. Well, we're just nipping around the trash. He's probably nosing around the trash. That needs to be said that there's never been a character created quite like Eddie, Cousin Eddie. That oh, is, no. That's an iconic character that could never be redone or outdone. Like that's, In my opinion, that's Randy Quaid's best role. Honestly, I would feel bad for the actor that had to re- prize it if they tried to if they re- rebooted yeah, it like hard i would reboot. feel bad because everyone would hate it i would feel bad for everyone who wanted to be any character in this movie like yeah. they're iconic characters they can't be replaced uh, clark i mean you can't that's why i do appreciate the vacation that they did it was a soft reboot it was a soft reboot with rusty i appreciated that i thought that was still cool it, it, it was a subpar movie it was fine it wasn't terrible it wasn't i need to watch it again i, I just yeah, remember it's, laughing it's, it's my fine. ass off it's fine oh what's your pet rat's name what the Fuck! <laughs> He's got a rat on his shoulder. Oh, I, I saw it so long ago. I don't even remember okay. what you're talking about. Anyway. Now it's time for the Real Buzz Rundown, the portion of the podcast where we give our opinions about the film. Keenan, we will start with you and I'll sprinkle. Okay. Well, if I'm keeping it 100, as the kids say. Yep. Um, actually, you know what? I, I wrote this note before I watched the movie, and upon this viewing of the movie, I enjoyed it more than any other viewing of this movie. Okay, why? I, I don't know if something about it finally just was good for me. Like, okay. I've always thought it was funny, but I just was always like, it's not really, there's not really a coherent thread through it and stuff. Well, how long had it been jokes, since but... you'd seen it before this viewing? I can tell you that I probably... Five years, okay, something no, like that. That makes sense. Five, then. six years. So you've gained some perspective about film and comedy and a lot of other things in the last five years. Perhaps think, that's why you enjoyed it more. I think more so. I've I've just gained more perspective on. I'm just older now, so I can appreciate Clark's frustration. You can more. relate to it. Yeah, absolutely. I could relate to the car trip as a kid because I had been on that car ride a thousand times. We never really had the same type of Christmas with like in laws coming in and all staying at the house. I don't know something about growing up. I, I enjoy this a lot. So I'm going to have to revisit this note, but this is what I wrote before I watched it. Okay. If I'm keeping it 100, as the kids say, this is, I think, the second worst vacation movie. And I can't say it's worse than Vegas Vacation for sure because I had only seen that once. But I was including the Ed Helms one in there. It's a very hot take. Um, so but I've changed my opinion on okay. that. Okay, all right. But what I am sticking with, well, okay, well, let me say this. And it's the second most overrated Christmas movie behind Elf. I take back that it's the second most overrated Christmas movie, but I stand behind. How dare you? Elf is the most overrated Christmas movie. I'm good with that. I agree. I think Elf is a very overrated Christmas movie. But that that's what happens with Will Ferrell movies in general. Once he makes a movie and there's so many things to talk about and quote from it, the people just quote the fucking shit out of it. And, yeah. and it's like, I've never even seen the movie, but I have because of everyone who's talked about it. So I agree, Elf, vastly overrated. Uh, not, not, I'm not a not a fan of it. Uh, I, I like um, 
Oh, who's the dude who plays Santa Claus at the end? He's funny. Ed, um, nah, doesn't matter. But yeah, yeah, overrated Christmas movie. Elf? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. This, however, is a very properly rated Christmas movie. It's top five all-time Christmas movies. Yeah, and I I will say that now. And you know what? I think let's let's step inside the mind of uh, Cannabis Keenan. Usually I do this for Step Inside the Mind of Rage and Rob. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna need to fucking, you know, prepare myself. Let's right. get a little psychological with it. Okay, okay. So growing I'm up, I'm in. Christmas, every Christmas, I watch Scrooge, Bill Murray's Scrooge. Okay, yep. Which I still think is the superior Christmas movie. I fucking love that movie. But then again, such I grew a, up such every year watching it. Yeah, yeah, so you may have some n- nostalgia and tradition tied Absolutely. to it. So that and, makes sense. And the hipster in me, my dad was a total hipster, and uh, he did like this movie, but he, did, he waited till I was probably 13 or something to show me. And he had shown me the vacation and European vacation when I was like eight years old, but yeah. I didn't even know a Christmas vacation existed until I was older. So I think I was a hipster about this movie and just didn't fucking like it because I wish more people knew Scrooged. Okay. But now watching it this time, I was like, you know, I knew all the jokes already. I did think it was funny before this, but it just hit differently this no, time. I, think I that, enjoyed it a that lot That makes more. perfect sense. Uh, yeah. That makes perfect sense. I think everyone has different uh, types of tra- like traditions and... Uh, uh, things they do during the holidays. And if you watch Scrooge, Scrooge is still a very, very good holiday movie. And I'll still watch it this Christmas. Absolutely. I haven't yet, but I, I watch it every fucking year. Uh, fucking, oh no, I'm thinking of Groundhog Day. Andy McDowell, that's Grant, Groundhog Day. No. Yeah, no, yeah. it's uh, fuck, It's the lady from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, right. What's her name? She went to Mizzou. Did she? Yeah. Karen Allen. Karen Allen. Karen she Allen. went to Mizzou. Yeah. Which, uh, scrub them off, Frank. Yeah. She's good. That movie's great. Watch Scrooge. Very good movie. I agree. We'll it's, do it next year. It's a very de- we should. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll I'll commit to that now. We'll do Scrooge next year. <laughs> yeah. Put I'm, it on the books. We probably said we were gonna do one when we did. Uh, what we do last year? What's it called? Fucking uh, Jingle All the Way. Yeah. We probably said we'd commit to doing. Ba- I think we said we'd do Bad Santa this year. But we next year we definitely we're did Scrooge. say that. We also were gonna do holiday movies, but we forgot. We drink. What are you gonna do? So anyway, I like this movie a lot. Uh, I. My first note completely changed by the yeah. time I watch uh, finish the movie. So, since we're talking about the beginning, I think we can also say it's easily the best <laughs> opening of any Christmas movie ever. That animation is iconic. Animation is great. It's iconic. It that's that dopey, clumsy Santa that can't get anything fucking right. Like essentially, it's it's, it's Clark as Santa. Yes, it's all the character traits of Clark as Santa Claus. Like his intentions are great, but nothing goes well. He's clumsy as fuck, and he does his best, but to to no avail. He's still fucks up yeah he still fucks up somehow um yeah the the animation's great and even the first driving driving around um when they're going to get the christmas tree as a kid i did find that very funny yeah. with the especially the line ah he's gonna eat some rubber burn, or some, burn dust some dust eat my, eat rubber. my rubber dad i think you mean burn yeah. rubber and eat my dust whatever and then, Russ. And then he goes a little clark griswold toretto oh a yeah bit there, you know when he, he gets does. under that thing yeah he does get fast and furious. He That's does very true. Get very fast and furious. Um, Can we also talk about the fact that while they, they they were singing Christmas carols in a car, which that's cool, but they they went to the next level, man. Ellen and Clark were fucking harmonizing. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they took it to the next level. They're pretty good. No, great. You know, maybe Derek and his wife from Step Brothers had seen this movie a lot, and that's why he wanted to sing in the car. Homage, perhaps. Yeah. Homage. Yeah. I can sing high, but yeah. Uh, I can sing high. That was that was good. Rob can sing high, high. Yeah. Um. And I have a note about this later, but it, since we're talking about the beginning now and them driving around, I'll just bring it up now. Um. I've driven to Chicago 
few different times, and I don't remember seeing mountains like that on my drive was, into it, Chicago. It was shot in Colorado. Yeah, that, and that I've lived in Colorado, Colorado, and that looked exactly like Colorado. Yep. Those scenes uh, were definitely shot on a highway in Colorado, not anywhere near Chicago yeah. or Illinois, the state of Illinois, for that matter. Probably you could say conservatively a thousand miles from from Illinois, maybe even more. I don't know, but conservatively, yeah, conservatively, yeah. absolutely. But yeah, uh, we live in the Midwest, and you're not going to pull a fast one on me like that. I've driven to Chicago, so you're not going to get in there. Which makes me wonder, why do you think they filmed there? They. My best guess, they and wanted, I hadn't like a, thought about a this, winter landscape? but I'm guessing, yeah, they wanted snow, and it probably wasn't, because I think the house was probably on a soundstage, because the moon looked so fake in the background, and like, yeah. anytime you saw... And huge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I think they were probably, maybe they filmed it in July or some uh. shit, and they were like, well, not July, that wouldn't be in the mountains, but snow in the mountains, but August, September, yeah. you know, yeah. there's probably snow in the mountains in Colorado, so that's, that's my best guess for why they did that. Um... And there's a bit of an homage to the first one in that part of the scene, too, when he ramps over the snow, because kind of in the first one, he yeah, ramps when, off when the Yeah, when he dukes desert. and hazards it, yeah. yeah. And it should be mentioned that eat my road grit liver lips might be the widest and, like, lamest road rage insult ever. Yeah. But it fits for Clark Griswold. It does. It fits for the character. but the, And that's what makes it funny. Like, he thinks, like, that's a hard-ass thing to say to a couple of... I don't know what would you call those um, the the people in the the truck. They reminded me of Sea Bass from Dumb and Dumber, like Sea Bass and his boys. They, but yeah. they looked like literally. I'm not trying to be a dick. They looked like homeless dudes who lived in that truck together, dude. Yeah, and just drove around to fuck with people. And just yeah, and just cackle. <laughs> like, <laughs> Merry fucking Christmas. Uh, fun note about that truck. That truck was used in the movie Overboard, and it was Kurt Russell's. Really, that work same truck? truck. Same truck. I saw that movie a thousand fucking times growing up too. Well, then you should have recognized the fucking truck. Yeah, no joke. Maybe they painted it. Fuck. No, if anything, they unpainted it. They made it look worse. The <laughs> yeah. thing looks like a fucking shithole. Uh, anyway, um, so my next note gets to Margot and Todd. I um, don't know, Margot. Yeah, so right from the start, and I, I think they did a good job of making them seem like douches from the very first time that you see them. Especially oh, they're the neighbors you hate. Those metallic fucking suitcases. I have a poker set in a suitcase like that, but I mean, the, the fucking silver suitcases are just like, God, these fuckers are douchey. And later on when they're in those matching track suits and she's drinking the Avion water or it whatever. It looks, looks so bad. They look like such fucking hoity-toity douchers. Can't wait to take these clothes off, turn off the lights, drink a glass of wine, and kiss every inch of your body. Well, after you shower, of course. Of course. But, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. It's so a they, slicked back hair. He, I, look, he looked like he sold. He looked like a stock trader. Like, I, I don't know, like someone who sell, he looked like a shady guy, like someone who sells some, a product that doesn't work for a lot of money, but is great at it. If you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's totally. He seemed like one of those guys that didn't actually have money, but he's got like a lot of credit cards and stuff like yeah. that. And in like if, if they did a, follow, a sequel, where are Margo and Todd five years from now? He's probably broke fucking, you know, Keenan, that's fucking genius. Yeah. What happened to Margo and Todd? And Margo's probably with another dude, I'm guessing. Oh, 100%. You know? yeah. That didn't last. Yeah. I mean, they're living in the suburbs of Chicago. He's got three of the same fucking stereo in their bedroom. Did you notice that? When yeah. It's, it's the same fucking thing. Stereo three of them. Well, I guess obviously, that's what you had something to do had to then. break the windows. Something had to hit the stereo. <laughs> and why is the floor all wet? Why is the carpet all wet, oh, yeah. Todd? Yeah. I don't know, Margo. And I want to give a shout out to everybody that everybody that's done that quote though does it better than he does. 
because when you actually watch it, it's not. It's that, not as it's good not as emphatic. everybody else that I does don't it. No, yeah. Margot. <laughs> but yeah, so shout out to them. They do do a good job of being those scummy fucking people that just have the bad luck. That I guy's guess. literally been in nothing else that I've ever seen. But good on him on this movie. Yeah, I, and I was thinking it. about that too. I've never seen that he guy in anything it. else. And you know what? Clark does fuck up their house. But yeah. you know what? They seem like pieces of shit. They so do whatever. Like that, that's, but they, they, that, they have to seem like pieces of shit. Otherwise, you're going to feel bad for them when Clark fucks up their house continuously. Why don't they just go over and ask him to pay for this shit? Like, she's wanting Todd to go over and kick his ass. Like, what is that going to do? Yeah. Hey, Clark, see that uh, you fell off the roof there again? Kind of busted my shit. So I'm going to need you to pay that back. Do they not have insurance? I mean, is there no legal recourse they can take? I don't understand. Like, there's like, oh, not again. He keeps breaking our shit. Yeah. I, I fuck. Yeah. I guess you could sue Clark at that point. Hey, Chris Wall. We're going to put a tree that big. And there's no redemption for them ever in the movie. No. At the end, she's like, if you went in here, you're going to have to break the door down and the cops break in. Like, oh, Which well, is ridiculous because you. the cops would announce that they're cops. They wouldn't just yeah. keep it. Yeah, but it, for the comedic effect. Hey, bend okay over and I'll show you. You got a lot of nerve talking to me like that, Griswold. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was said in Boston all of a sudden. Though. I wasn't talking to you, fucking Todd. Todd, you're being a fucking wicked cunt here, all right? Your fucking wife sucks. And you know what? You want to fucking talk about my tree? I'll fucking come over there and I'll break your fucking skull with a beer bottle. And I'll fuck your mother. I will fuck your mother. Until she can no longer be fucked. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. Real Boston Rob is here to stay. I, I don't know if that's anything like what Boston people would say, but. No, I think that's what they say. Okay. That's like uh, <laughs> that's like the, what they say before they go to bed. <laughs> Whoever, instead of saying their prayers, go say who you'd fuck their mother before you go to bed. How's your mother? How's your mother? Um, then I do. Uh, uh, never mind. I have. I do like the Christmas countdown thing to show what day of the week it is. I think that's a nice touch. You I believe know, that's called an advent calendar. Yeah, okay. I I knew it was called something, but I didn't fucking yep. look it up. And it's all like different places and stuff like that. Good for them. Yeah. Um, but what bothers me a little bit, I think that the in-laws and his parents all showed up like on the 14th of December. Way too fucking yeah, early, Yeah, you're going to have your fucking family there for 10 goddamn Ugh. days. And they're probably saying after that too, you know? Hopefully they leave before the new year, but that's a long fucking time. Well, and here's the thing. I want to talk about the in-laws because I, they kind of are insane. Are in-laws always like that intent about being an overt asshole to their son-in-law? I mean, th 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 there's so many fucking like when the lights don't work, they like, talk about pissing your money away. Yeah. When I was beautiful, Clark, when I was a kid. I watched enough movies and TV shows to make me think that in-laws were just the worst fucking thing That's ever. That's just not true. That's a yeah. stupid trope. That's just not true. I My ex-in-laws were fantastic. I loved them to death. I loved spending time with them. They were never, they, they were great. Yeah, my current girlfriend's parents, she's not my, they're not my in-laws or anything, but they're great. No, they're no, not assholes to me because yeah, I'm dating yeah. their daughter, you know? Uh, but there's definitely, that was a trope that oh, was yeah. like, as definitely established. He worked really hard, Grandpa. So do washing machines. That like, reminds Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, and she's like, I hope none of my neighbors drive by and see me out here in my pajamas. Well, if they know your dad, they wouldn't be surprised. As, well, hold As on. he's sitting there on the yard drinking whiskey and she's drinking yeah. a martini. But let's not forget about the fact that they he was lo that stupid bitch of a mother-in-law locked him up in the attic 
And then they yeah, they, they left they, without him. And he goes, he's got a car. I've got to eat. I've got to take my fucking pill. He's got whatever. a car. He can drive. I need to eat so I can take my back pill. It's like, fuck your back pill, dude. Yeah, dude. Where's Clark? You're literally staying at this man's house. Yeah. Have you don't you ever take been 10 minutes to shout around the house so he can tell you that his fucking dumbass mother-in-law broad locked him in the attic? This is where I'm going to talk a little bit of shit on Home Alone, too, though. But have you ever been in a situation with any time in your life where you just are like, well, they're supposed to be with us, but fuck them. Let's leave them anyway. Unless, like, they're being assholes or something and you're drunk or something. But, like, yeah, we're all going to go shopping. Uh like, like fuck I've, him I've, anyway. I've been out in the bars with a bunch of people. Right, and I've we, done we've that. All the drinks, like, no, who the fuck? Where's he? I don't know. Fuck take, him. He'll, take he'll, that he'll out of the he'll equation. And like a Christmas, like a family situation. No, but when you're in a, you when ever you're been staying like staying at someone's house, cousin fucking Jeff is such a dick. Fuck him. He's got a car. I need to take my back pill. It, it's like a, nobody's gonna do that. It's a, it's a fucking house. It's not some yeah. sort of massive uh, like place yeah. that it, it would take conservatively five, maybe five minutes to just. Look for Clark long enough to find him. He's like, he's got a car. He can drive. Fuck him. It, it, Absolutely. Yeah, they're fucking, they're fucking dickheads. And you know what? His parents don't seem like they're a dick to Helen at all. Or Ellen no, at all. His you parents know? are very endearing. Yeah. His dad, he's got one of the great lines in the movie, too. He's like, uh, if you need any help, give me a holler. I'll be upstairs asleep. Yeah. It's so fucking great. He's hilarious. He I mean, loves his son, though, you know? that I don't know if that was a choice by... I don't know whoever wrote this story, but Ellen's parents are fucking cocksuckers, and Clark's parents are actually really nice and endearing. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that trope. That was definitely a thing. You have to hate your in-laws. It reminds me of a Jeff Foxworthy joke, which is real bad. But... You might be redneck. Exactly. If you think taking your... Or, right, hold on. If you think taking the trash out means taking your in-laws out to dinner, you might be a redneck. So bad. So bad. So fucking bad. But, <laughs> but I've always remembered that joke because when I was like 12, I was like, yeah, in-laws must suck. I'm not going to like those. That, but well, it turns no, out. I, I think that's, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it happens with some people. It's not unheard of. Her laughing at him failing and then starting to hiccup. <laughs> and hold on. I want to break something down about Clark's parents too, though, because the, I could I can relate to this in a, a way that I'm actually uncomfortable about. Okay. So when... They first arrive, and Clark's mom is mm -hmm. talking to Rush. She's like, I've got a terrible burr on my foot. If you rub it, I'll give you a whole quarter. It's like, yeah. dude, I fucking, that shit like that did happen to me growing up. Like, my, my grandma and my mom said, so be like, oh, if you rub my back, I'll give you a dollar. I'd be like, I'll give you $5 to never ask me to do that ever Are again. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I never got, I, I mean, I'd get, hey, if you go fucking take the trash out, I'll give you $5, but not rub my feet. No, well, it was. I don't remember it ever being her feet. Definitely her back. She's like, "If you wrap my back, I'll give you a dollar." I'm like, first of all, that's a fucking inconsequential amount of money. I don't. What am I gonna do with a dollar? B of all, I'll give you five times that amount of money to never ask me to do that again. And she, there's another line in there when she's talking to Clark, and she's like, "I think I have a spot on my neck here. Is it changing colors?" And he's like, "Well, you keep rubbing it, it's turning red. Yeah, so you keep touching it, it's getting wetter." <laughs> and I do like. I think they did a whoever the director was. Shout out to him for. Showing what the family was all doing, and like Russ was laying on the couch watching Jeremiah TV, Chechik. and uh, Beverly or Ellen was, you know, doing shit in the kitchen. Clark was getting shit done, and then the doorbell rings, and you just hear all the fighting out on the front porch. And it's like everyone was peaceful, living in their own house before the shit got there. You know, I, you know what? I think it's very underrated. I think if you have enough money and you can do this, anytime family comes into town. 
get them a hotel. Don't yeah. don't make them don't Airbnb. Don't make them stay with you. I mean, that's that's just so much, dude. I I, I don't. I mean, I guess I. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I so, love I'm my not family. to that age yet, where it's like, is my mom gonna stay with me or and stuff like that? No, you no, know? no. But, immediate family. My mom and my dad, whatever. But we're in like grandparents. We're getting to aunts and uncles. Like, no, go, dude. Cousin fucking, Eddie's showing up. I will get you a fucking hotel room. Just don't. No, don't stay at my house. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't have a good transition to my next note, so I'll just transition to it. I guess. Okay. Uh, I feel like December 14th is a little late in the year to be putting up Christmas lights. Yeah. They had showed on the advent calendar December 14th, and then the next time they showed it was the 18th. So it's somewhere between the 14th and the 18th that Clark's like, you know what? All this ice, all this snow, fuck it. I'm putting up the Christmas lights now. Especially with how much trouble he went to and how many lights he put up. You would think he would have, I would have put those up Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, and I feel like any time before Thanksgiving Day, that's too early. That's too early. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving or shortly thereafter, that weekend after, yep. it's probably still and nice weather. You can leave them up through New Year's exactly. and then you can take them down. And you don't have to turn them on. You can put them up. You don't have to turn them on until December. Speaking of those first. fucking lights, dude, what happened? I can't believe how fucking people back in the day would staple lights to their house. How fucking inconvenient and terrible would that be to take down? That was, yeah. Well, that was before they had those fucking... Yeah, now they just have the, the little the, things. The things that you put put them on. Yeah, it, which it's the great, great. Which you can clip those all on the lights before you even get up there. Yeah, and then you just boom, 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 boom. I mean, he just fucking stapling. I can't believe people staple gun lights to their house. What? How fucking insane is that? You know, I I did that that didn't bother me until now because now that I'm thinking about it, after the after the year, he's gonna fucking rip out all those staples. Yeah, and he put them. You put them on your gutters and stuff like that's one thing, but he put them on his paint on the oh, side yeah. of the house and shit. You're just going to have little fucking, yeah, Clark, that wasn't smart. And if you do it next year, you can't staple it in the same place, so you're just putting that many more I feel like you house. have to leave those up year-round at that point. Maybe not turn them on. I fucking would. Yeah. At that point, don't, don't turn them on, but, you know, leave them up there. So there, I also have a list of quotes from this movie that I still stay, like, I say in everyday life. Like, not quoting it, but just, like, I'll say it to someone. Mm-hmm. So the first one is let's round this egg timer. I I say it a lot. You've heard me say that. I'm I've sure. heard. I always credited you for making that up, and it, it nope. was the first. This watching of this movie was the first time that I was like, "That's where Robbie gets that yeah. from." Yeah, no. I got it for. I, I say in everyday life, let's round this egg timer. Yep. Uh, I can attest to that. It's all part of the experience. I say that a lot too. Yeah, that could be from a million things. Though. No, 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 no. But we, you we, mean we, it from there. Yeah, when Audrey comes, it's like uh, Clark. Audrey's frozen from the waist down. It's all part of the experience, honey. <laughs> That's good. And then I also say, you serious, Clark? I feel like I've heard you say that. Well, because Eddie said, you know. The... Yeah. Well, he says, I had just heard that the. Uh... Uh, I heard on the radio that Santa's on his way here. And he's... Eddie goes, you, you serious, serious Clark? Clark? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, the one that I always say when it's a little cold is I always say, oh, it's a bit nipply in here. Oh, what did I say, nipple? I say that anytime it's cold. Uh, so this movie does have some great quotes. Oh, it's yeah. hard taking notes on a movie like this now that we've done this podcast so many times and knowing that I don't want to just say quotes the whole time. Right, because that's because I could that's write down so many hacky. fucking yeah. quotes. Oh, yeah. there's a ton. And that, that, that's it's maybe lazy is not the right word. It's not interesting. Like just quoting. If, if you have a couple of quotes here and there, that's great and it's funny. But if your whole fucking podcast is just quoting, it's 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 just, it's not interesting. Yeah, but I will say it. Because I, I crossed it out, but I want to say it again. If you need any help, give me a holler. I'll be upstairs asleep. I'm going to start using that one. Yeah, that works perfectly for you. Yeah, that's such a great... I, I laughed my ass off at that part. 
So there's another thing, an uh, interesting thing that I I've seen this movie like I was telling you off mic conservatively 300 times, and there was something I noticed this time I'd never noticed before. Before you say that, okay. You asked me when the last time I watched it before this viewing was. Yeah. You say 300 times. Yeah. When was the last time you watched it before this viewing? Last year. Do you watch it just at Christmas, or will you watch it at, like, July and stuff? Now I watch it just at Christmas, but from the time I was 19 to 26, I, I probably watched it all the time. Okay. I killed your momentum. Let's get back to it now. No, you're good. You're good. Remember, Rob, he hadn't noticed anything. He's seen it 300 times. He noticed something for the first viewing. Here we go. Yeah, the first, the first, the, I, the, this is the first time I noticed this. The scene where Ellen's dad, Arthur, Art, dad, oh, dickhead. Yeah, total dickhead. Uh, he's sleeping on the top bunk of a bunk bed and staring yeah. up at a beautiful uh, model on a poster. Yeah. So they're also, I, I always just remember there being the model there. There's also a poster right behind him that is two tortoises fucking. And I did not I, notice that. Oh, well, I hadn't until this time. Yeah. So it's very funny. So if the bed's set up here, the uh, model, the the poster of the model's on the ceiling, and then the bed's here, and then back behind him, there's just two massive tortoises, and one's just fucking mounting the other. I was like, whoa. I'd never noticed that before. So, That's one of those things when you've watched a movie so many times, because it happens with me at, at, anytime I watch it in Bruges now. It's like I've seen, I've focused on the same thing in the same scene so many times that now, anytime they're talking, I'm not really watching what they're saying. I'm looking at everything in the background, and that's what happened to you in this one. Yeah, once you've seen the movie so many times, you start to actually look at things you you would never normally never would because yeah. you've seen it so many times. Also, shout out to the game Seen It, the old board game Seen It. That changed the way I watch movies too. I do. They, I remember that. They show you like a movie clip. And then it'd be like, how many times did they say the word bird in that? Or what was the color of the thing in the background? So I always just watch scenes like, oh, what the fuck? Anyway, moving um, on. One thing I thought that was interesting. So when Clark is stuck up in the attic when they leave him to go shopping and eat lunch, uh, he probably five minutes in, just he's stepping on the ceiling and he falls through, which, uh, falls through the poster. Falls through the poster. So why wouldn't he just crawl down through there? Because I, I think that I, – because I thought the same thing, but at that point, he couldn't have got through. Like, there's not enough space between, between the, the bed yeah, and the – Yeah, for okay. him to – because okay. if you think about the logistics of that, no, I buy it's that. only a hole for his feet. So either he'd have to – I don't know how you would do that. You could try to crawl through, but then you're going to fall off the top bunk, which is probably what you do. If you went head first, you could make it work, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. But he had also found the fucking old tapes and – the Grey Gardens yeah, fucking guard was, for him to wear. You know, so. dressed up like, I don't know, some kind of a fortune teller from... I think it... I, I don't know for sure, but you know that Grey Gardens documentary? No. Okay. I think that's what it was a, a call out to. But if if you don't know it... Then. What's the Grey Gardens documentary? It's like uh, some people lived in upstate... It was like a mom and her daughter lived in a shitty house in upstate New York in like the 70s. Okay. But they had been from like family that was wealthy. Or I think it was Long Island from like the Long 1920s. Island. And so they were trying to keep up appearances, and they had this shitty fucking, and they were they were just dressed like he was dressed, like with the fucking weird genie hat on yeah, and yeah. stuff, looking like a fortune teller. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, and around eighty nine, I think maybe I don't know. That was my guess. Is was a reference to that. Okay. If I, not, fucking whatever. It's it, real best takes. You go, know? Going back to the, the the lighting on the house, my next question is. Why would you put tens of thousands of light bulbs on your house that are all non-colored bulbs? Just so boring. Like, why would that's my thing too? I have a problem with you that. You have some some colors up there, man. Yeah, the, the lighting design is so dull. Well, he said they were supposed to 
Flick, yeah. Flicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but still, put some fucking color on uh, it. Italian imported twinkling light bulbs. I don't like the all white lights. No, no, no. It's, it, why, why, there's nothing fun about that. There's nothing festive about that. Yeah, no. Well, if you have like a strand of them somewhere, but if you do it all over the house, make it like red and green and stuff. You know? Yeah, no. Just, and they don't even have to twinkle. Just like make them different colors. Like it's, yeah. it's, it looks boring to look at. Yeah. Let's fucking party. You're putting so much effort into putting all these lights on your house and they're all just the same color. Yeah. Weak. Yeah, you're going to check 25,000 bulbs that look exactly the same. Weak. Yeah. Weak. Did you notice? I loved uh, Eddie's. So Cousin Eddie, when they're drinking out of the. Yes, I know what you're going to say. And he, and he had the faux turtleneck that yes. was just see-through through his sweater. It's the best. That's, that's so Eddie. That's, that is quintessential Cousin yeah, Eddie. Yeah, so essentially it's a, uh, a turtleneck that is just. Cut out to go to yeah, here. Yeah, it just go, it goes here, down, yeah. down here. It's not a full shirt. Yeah. It's just for the neck to go under a shirt. But it's but funny because you can see shirt. right through right. it, and it's hilarious. So it completely negates the fact that he's wearing a faux turtleneck. It's hilarious. But one of the things that I did wonder, because I, I'm watching in HD these days. Yeah, me too. Did you did you catch that back in like the VHS version? Yeah. Okay. That, so that, that, that's clear. a joke. I wondered I, that. Yeah, yeah, that's a joke I've noticed for a long time. Okay. And obviously, it's supposed to be intentional. Like, he's right. very yeah, white absolutely. trash. Yeah. 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 I was just hoping that it was so noticeable and not it wasn't just one of those things that, like, I saw with HD. So there's another thing I kind of had a problem with. Uh, Clark's fantasy about the girl from the department store in his pool. So it's his fantasy, right? We can all agree on that? He's mm-hmm. fantasizing? Well, he has a very similar fantasy in the first vacation. That is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with Christy Brinkley. Yep. So... It's his fantasy. He is fantasizing. Why would the girl in his fantasy not turn around and show her tits? Because this movie is rated PG thirteen. Uh, okay, but I'm just saying. Like, if you like, in my fantasy, I, yeah, I think it's. I think it's just. Also, why would cousin Eddie be there? You know, in his fantasy. Solid point. You know. No, that kind of makes he sense. He replaces because, Cuddy at, Cousin no, no, Eddie with cousin, her, I guess. Cousin Eddie's in the back of his subconscious. I yeah, can see where, yeah, where Cousin true. Eddie could leak in because he's always kind of uh, kind of interfering with right. his family activities. But, like, he, she's, like, teasing him. Like, what? I've just, if in my face, you just take it off. And, you know, but, hey, man, what, what do I know? Yeah, I think that maybe if it, this was rated R, you would have seen some boobs. You almost uh, did. It was close. You almost did. You almost Very did. close. Fucking little Ruby Sue or whatever had to ruin it all. Yeah. Yep. Ruby Sue. Uh, let me ask this, uh, because we're talking about Cousin Eddie, and right around this part in the movie I wrote, How? who is he related to? Is it Catherine that's related to Ellen? Or Catherine is, is Ellen's cousin. So it is Catherine. It's not yes. Eddie. No, he Ed- married in. Eddie right, is that's an in-law. Make sure. right. Eddie's an in-law. That's not not directly remember. related to anyone in the family. Right. Okay. Wh- which, which makes his character even funnier. Yeah, and Catherine, man, she's. I felt bad for her. <laughs> I feel bad for feel her. Feel bad every, for her in every yeah, movie. Exactly. Yeah. Also, that turkey felt so bad for her. In, in the, the swimsuit that the, she's wearing in his fantasy really dates this fucking not movie. Not Catherine, man. but yeah, that, yeah. No, not Catherine. No, yeah. but the, back to the, the pool fantasy. The girl, she's wearing a, 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 you know, a once, uh, onesie, and it's, it's, it really dates the movie. You're like, wow, a girl wouldn't. This swimsuit has not been worn in 20 years. Yeah, but nowadays, onesies are coming back, man. Yeah, kind of. But they're onesies that are cut way low that barely cover your nipples, that just and they're and they're suck up your ass. Yeah, and the ones or going up go the ass, they go ass. up your ass. That it's we that, talked about it in the summertime because we record on a lake, so you know. Can I? All right, can I be candid here? Uh, now that we're on swimsuits, are we in the trust tree? 
We're the tree We're of the trust. The tree and the trust. Are we if not? you've made it this far in the podcast, you're in the tree of trust. So come on now. Uh, if I can be candid, I'm of two thoughts about the very like um, risque swimsuits. I like them when I'm not dating the girl who's wearing them, which sounds very uh, <laughs> patriarchal and, and fucking yeah. and, and uh, you know like uh, misogynistic. And, and I, I'll, I'll admit that. But like, yeah, man. Like, if if I'm dating a girl and like she's wearing things like, oh, that that thing's up your ass. It's like, hey, man. I don't know. Like, if you were single, I could say go for it. But come on, man. Like, I I gotta watch every guy stare at your ass the whole day. I mean, come on. Like, yeah. At this point, do you think that you could date a chick that was uh, like Instagram famous? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. I, I we no 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 a hundred percent no I, a thousand I think percent no. Those are the type now of days. All these girls want to be like Instagram famous, yeah, so they're they all be fucking hiking this shit up they their ass. Be influencers. It's it's weird. It's like yeah, we we got to get back. We're almost too sexualized now, ladies. Yeah. Let's get back to uh, letting our imaginations run wild a little bit. You know, I don't know, man. It's just I'm a guy. I know how guys think, and I don't want to be hanging out with you and have to look at every guy that stares at your ass because it's out. And I'm not blaming the guy. I I would do it too. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, so but so just, is everyone else, you know. I don't know. Like if if you're single or whatever, I think that, that that whatever that's great. But like if you're dating a guy, like don't just, just keep, you know. Keep, but I'm also a guy. Keep the tits and bits covered if you're if you're not yeah. single, right? Is that fair? Am I am I out of line saying that? No, I don't. I I don't think you're out of line saying. Keep that. the tits and bits covered if you're not if you're not. It goes single. back to the animal world, you know. When you're trying to find a mate, that's when you cock up and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, peacock, you know? man. You yeah, don't need, peacock. You don't need a peacock if you if you've already got you know. I don't know. And but again, there's going to be a million women. That's sexist. How could you say? I'm like, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just being candid. Yeah. And, and when, do you want guys to walk around in speedos all the time? No. Chicks well, don't want that. Not guys like us. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to wear a Speedo next season, so fuck it. That being said, um, in summation, uh, women should submit to men. <laughs> and where? Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, okay. So I've got a couple of other things. All right. Yeah. I've only got a few more left. I'll sprinkle in as you go. You want to sprinkle in or do you want to go? I can sprinkle no, in. No, you with go you. and I'll sprinkle in. You sure? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. The conversation between Clark and Ruby Sue about the existence of Santa Claus definitely got me thinking about whether or not I'd even fuck with the whole charade of Santa Claus if and when. As a father? Yes, if I ever have kids. I would fuck with it. I had such a good time as a kid. I think I would. I think that's what it boils. I do think it's mean to do to your child, probably. Because Clark was like, yeah, he's real. I've seen him. It's like, that's a fucking lie, dude. But when I was a kid, I was all fucking about Santa Claus. And... My parents fucked up a couple times to where, like, one time I got a chair, and then I went downstairs, and I saw the box for the chair, but when I got it, the chair was just there, and I was like, why is the box downstairs? Yeah, yeah. If and they were like, well, Santa brings the boxes, you Dude, know? if your like, kid's ah, smart yeah. enough, they're going to put two and two together by the well, time once they're you get eight. old enough. But my dad had a rule. He was like, because my brother is six years younger than me. Yeah, yeah. So at the time that I was, like, figuring out Santa was completely fake, my dad was like... If you think Santa's fake, you're going to stop getting the presents that Santa gives you. So. Okay. And I was like. There you go, Todd. All right, cool. Yeah. There so I believed in Santa. Santa's real. I was fucking. I still believe in Santa. I you think know? Santa's real. Yeah, That's exactly. the case. No, my mom still to this day, like we've we've had conversations. I'm like, mom, what do you fucking do this for? She still puts gifts from Santa to everyone around the like, Mom, what are you doing? There's no kids here. We're all like. like we get it now. Like this yeah. Christmas. This Christmas, it'll be me, my mom, and my dad. And there will and, be and Santa there will gifts. be there will be gifts from Santa, and it'll be like, dude, we're all adults here. Come on. There's a f- 
there's like a 70% chance there's going to be Santa gifts uh, at mine. Because my brother does have a baby now. But yeah, she, uh, she's yeah. also nine months old. So she doesn't she fucking doesn't, know she what's know going what Santa on. Is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I How do you get Christmas presents for your niece when she's nine months old? Uh, You get things. What do you get? Um, I'll tell you what I you tell me what you get, okay, and okay, I'll tell you right, what right. I got. What, what you're asking me? What would you get a nine yeah, month old would for you, Christmas? If, what would you think? Good question. I think you. Um, fuck, man. Uh, diapers? I don't know, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't Something know. like that. <laughs> I went to. Uh, I was in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, and there's like a thousand fucking shops around there, right? So mm. I'm looking around, and I go into a toy store, and I'm looking around. And I'm like, there's all these like beanie babies and stuffed animals and shit, and I'm like. Maybe I'll get like a stuffed animal or yeah, something. Yeah, sure. No, that, that's, that makes sense. But the ones I was looking at, I ended up asking Sam to come over and look. And she was like, well, she might be able to bite that off or something. Like, that could be a choking hazard. I'm like, Kim, oh, here's fuck, what, yeah. Here's what you get her. You get her uh, uh, something that fits her for her age, nine months. Like, something cheap. Like like, uh, like a onesie or, I don't know. Like what, Yeah, but I'm bad at doing that stuff. Here's I what I got. I don't know how to buy that shit. I got her, uh, I got her two books. Okay. That are like kids' books. One Dude, is she's like not gonna a, be able to read for five years. No, but one's like an animal book that teaches your ABCs, and then you like okay, you, and you turn the page like this and that, okay, you know, kind of back and forth. And is it the like pictures a, is move. it like a pop up book? Yeah, kind of, okay. but it's it's more like uh, an etch a sketch type thing. Oh, cool! So when you move the page, the animals move. You know, oh, that's so wild. Like, as a kid, she'll think that's cool. Yeah. And then there's another one that's the night before Christmas, and it's got a lot of little. Like pop buttons that you can press in it. Oh, fun! She'll so like, like, yeah. Oh, you is just it press like it they and make like, noise when you yeah, push? They yeah, they make yeah, noise. I remember yeah. those. Yeah, yeah. kids so, love those. Shit. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, at, no, she's good be job. Nine months old. That might not be good for her, but by the time she's next no. Christmas, you know that'll be. No, fun. no, no. no. That, that, that's a great job, dude, because she'll love pushing those buttons and making the noise. Yeah, that's all. And then that'll seeing the little things hit. go back and forth. That'll be a big hit. I'm ready for her to get older to get her some cool shit, but I'm like, I'll just get her some books. You know, yeah. try to make her smart. At this point, she doesn't know what fucking one plus one is. So we need to teach that she baby doesn't everything understand, we know. She doesn't even understand what a number is. Like, exactly. Yeah, That's what I'm like, saying. Little, She's little, fucking yeah. stupid. So we need to teach her. <laughs> fucking dumbass baby, dude. <laughs> How do you not know what one plus one is? Fucking stupid baby. That's what baby. I'm saying. You're living your life and you don't even fucking know. Uh, Spartans had it right, man. If, they, if, they, if it looks weak, <laughs> just throw it away. No, I mean, she doesn't look weak. I'm just saying she doesn't know math yet. You know? <laughs> I don't want to say throw my niece off the thing. I'm just saying she's stupid because she doesn't know math. She's ignorant. She's not stupid. Ignorant. It's ignorant. It's ignorant. Yeah, she's just young. That's ignorant. So anyway. I want to go on record saying that I think Aunt Bethany wins this movie. Oh, my God. The patrioticness every time is so great. Because she, she does a pledge, of, a pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance. And then she sings the National and then she, Anthem. Yes. She's, and you know what? God damn it. I was so pissed off. That no one's uh, Eddie's the only patriot in this film because everyone I else sat down so during the Pledge of Allegiance. They probably they probably they, they hate our military and, and they and they don't like the police. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> <I> <laughs> think, all right, all right. So that, that, that's that's fine. The Griswolds, the Griswolds are. Uh, we don't. Uh, we, we not every joke falls. Yeah, not not every joke works. You just keep you keep going. Well, I was thinking of one thing, and then I uh, sorry, yeah, I did a bad job of yes ending. Well, but, because technically it wasn't it wasn't the national anthem; it was Pledge of Allegiance. So yeah, it was and a I little think, bit of a stretch. I think it was a great job for it because Uncle Lewis is already like they want you to say grace. Grace died 30 years the ago. The blessing. Yeah. And then so she starts saying Pledge of Allegiance, and she gets about halfway through before everyone realizes what she's doing. And Cousin Eddie, realizing what she's doing, is like, fuck it, I'm standing up. 
So I love that. That's because yeah. Cousin Eddie's a true fucking patriot. And then at the end of the movie, when she starts singing the national anthem, everyone's like, you know what? We should have joined Eddie and stood up. Yeah, and they did. So now we'll sing the national anthem. No kneeling. No kneeling the during. No kneeling banner. at the end. Yeah. yeah. No kneeling. No kneeling. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to say, uh, when Clark and uh, <laughs> when Clark and Eddie were talking, I think it was back in the Wally or Marty the Moose scene, and he's like, yeah, unfortunately, the uh, older ones couldn't make it. Oldest daughter's at the clinic trying to get her off the wild turkey. Trying to get cured off the wild turkey. And uh, I felt that. That hit home for yeah. me. I need to get off the wild turkey. The other too. boy, God bless his soul, is preparing for his career. College? Carnival. Carnival. That's good stuff. But yeah, anyway, I just wanted to throw that in. Last the wild year, turkey. he was guessing people's weight. Uh, this year, he's barking for the yak woman. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Very funny. It's very funny. That whole thing's very funny. And I remember the kids in the first movie. So so how old do you think Aunt Bethany's supposed to be in this movie? <laughs> they say it's her 80th Christmas, don't they? They do say that. Does she look remotely 80 to you in this movie? No. How she old looks about is the 95. Actress? Yeah, she looks super old. I did want to look up how long that actress and Uncle Lewis lasted. After is your house on fire, Clark? Well, she just gives things around her house, and she boxes them up these days. When did you move to Florida? <laughs> is Rusty still in the Navy? Don't throw me down, Clark. Like I said, Aunt Bethany wins the movie. Yeah, she does a great job. Are you taking a ride on that lubricated sled? Yeah, 100%. You're going down? For sure. You're fast traveling? Oh, yeah. I'll do it. I'll- I mean, straight to the fucking Walmart. The Walmart trash bin? Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, the Walmart trash bin. I'm in, man. And back when Walmarts were brown? I tried too, dude. I used to fucking love sledding. Oh, it's the best. I miss sledding, you know? We're too old to sled. We can't do it anymore. I could still sled. Clark sleds in this movie. He goes down the thing. He's older than us. I bet you don't sled. Well, it's not snowing nowadays. Yeah, that's true. You want to go sledding this Christmas? Next time it snows? Yeah, I'm in. This winter? Well, we can we can uh we can film it and uh, make it make like a short out of it. That'll be a real buzz short. If it yeah. snows in fucking the Kansas City area, we're we're fucking sledding. All right, I'm in. We'll make a Let's short do out of it. it. Yeah. Well, I have to buy sleds. I don't have any anymore, but I used to have like those not, not red rider, but you know the one the one the yeah, wooden ones that had, like the, yeah. the red blades on the bottom. Yeah. I used to have one of those. I used to have those. My favorite sled ever was a a plastic one that was a silver or not silver, an orange saucer. Oh, yeah. But it was plastic, so it wasn't like the metal one he greases up. But you get fucking going, bro. Okay, so I forget he works for, like, a company that uh, invents stuff. I never broke this down, but I thought it was really funny. If you look at what a uh, – oh, what is it called? Um, non-nutritive food garnish? No, no, no. Food uh, – god damn it. Hold on. Let me find Oh, it was, it was chemical yeah. additives he goes, and preservatives. Let, let's, let's break down non-nutritive cereal varnish, Okay. Non-nutritive meaning no nutrition involved. Right. And a varnish, I looked it up uh, in the dictionary, is uh, resin dissolved in a liquid for applying on wood, metal, or other materials. You coat it. Yeah. With a varnish. So this dude, it's funny because they're just he's coating cereal with shit you would never be able to eat. Exactly. It's very funny. Yeah, but that what they were probably actually doing with all the fucking shit in our food these yeah, days. It's all processed food. Oh, I'm yeah. sure we're eating that shit. I'm sure we're eating varnishes. That was probably a commentary on society. In the 80s, you know? Why are we eating this shit, man? Oh, man, what are we eating? Yeah, and maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah. But I did notice that in this. He's like, because uh, that's what the report he asked for. Do you have the uh, hydrogenated uh, report of the uh, angel's cereal or whatever the fuck he said? Layman's terms. Shout out to Brian Do- Doyle Murray. Yeah. 
He's, he does a good job. That's Blame who that is, right? That fucking, he's a Murray yeah, brother yeah, either yeah, way. Yeah, he's Bill Murray's brother. Yeah, but that one's Brian Doyle, right? Yeah, Brian Doyle Murray. There's another one that ended up doing some stuff. That too. is true. Yeah. All right, do you know what time it is? Wait, 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 wait. Last note I have. Okay. Technically, Cousin Eddie just gave Clark what he asked for. No, he uh, yeah, he did. And he says, Clark, I want to get you something special. And so Clark says, I want my boss yeah, right here. The setup is there and the payoff is good. On him. Yeah, so, I'm going to get know. you something real nice. How about the the police chief too being like, you didn't give them bonuses? If I had a rubber hose, I would beat you. I'd be like, I would fi- I want your badge number then. Yeah, what like, the fuck the are you fuck saying? Are you? It's not a crime. No, it's like I, I get it. Like, yeah, I get you, the message of the movie, you but you should still. give out bonuses. Yeah. But he's like, man, I beat you with a rubber hose. Like, dude, first of all, police officers don't get bonuses, so you don't know what are you talking about? And and even his wife, who contacted the cops, by the time she found out that he kidnapped of him, all the lousy ways to save a buck. Yeah, exactly. You cutting up bonuses. I, it was just a very smooth resol- resolution, but it, it's a movie. And so if we're being honest, Bri- uh, uh, Brian Doyle Murray's very easily convinced that he made a mistake. Like it's, it's almost like he just didn't think about it. Like if you would have thought for a minute, like oh, I probably shouldn't do this, but then Clark's like, yeah, we expect this. We know employees expecting it when bonuses are built in and they're not there. Fucks us over. He's like, you know what? I never really thought about yeah. it like that. Uh, you see it on paper. Like it looks a, like a good idea, a but you never man. think about the people that are affected. Doing the he knows line. exactly what he did. Like it's, it's ridiculous. I love Brian Doyle Murray yeah, and great. everything I've seen it's him. Fantastic. In. He's never had a big role, but he's always that guy. Just kind of. He's always been Brian Doyle Murray. Uh, what are you gonna do over here? here? All, right. All right, and Hold let on. me finish by saying this, because I don't know where to throw this in. Okay. Because I got I got something to bring up. I should have brought up. Before we got into the rundown, before we even talked about the movie, I should have brought it up at the start. So Okay. No, no, that's fine. But Bring it's it an update on something you talked about last week that maybe we should do before Tipsy Trivia or after. So either way. But we're done with the rundown, well, so you got to skadoosh. So I, I don't know what you're talking about, so you'll have to make that decision. Do we All right. To- so do the skadoosh, and we'll have a real buzz news update. This is a first for the Real Buzz podcast, folks, but I have an update on what DJ Rob and I, uh, Real Buzz Rob, fuck, his persona on this one. It's too many personas. Uh, we're talking about last week. If you recall, Rob said, why the fuck would you buy your significant other? A car. A car. Yeah, it makes no sense. SNL on Saturday did a skit about the Lexus December to remember. Damn it. So It was, you literally talked about it, and then we, we did, because we recorded that. Before that came yeah. out. And that came out Saturday. That's my bit. That was your bit, and they fucking made that bit. That's so, my bit. Yeah, they absolutely... You weren't the only one to think it. And it was a really funny skit, so I want to I show it to you no, before I, I leave mean, after I, this. No, I get that, man. I mean, it's. I don't think that's... I can't like take credit for being the first person to ever think that that's a ridiculous concept. It's clearly a ridiculous concept, so no, no, no hard feelings, SNL. If you want to throw me some a couple of fuzzles, I'll get with that. If not, that's fine too. But here's here's what I want to get to the lawyers and the politicians. How can we prove that a writer for SNL doesn't fucking listen to this podcast and didn't take the fucking idea from you? You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't matter if they did. Because, we have it on record. Yeah, but it wouldn't matter if they did take the uh, take the 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 idea because I didn't copyright it yeah i mean yeah i put it out there for public consumption if they do then like oh that's a great writing idea then then you know honestly if that was the case i'm flattered that's great that being said though that concept is not like something that a 
a million other people probably didn't think of. Yeah, but we talked about it and I saw it today. So anyway, that was the real best news update for the minute for right now. So anyway, basically back- what you're telling me is I should be on SNL. Yeah, pretty much as a writer. Yeah, pretty at, much at the very least. At the very fucking least. Lauren Michaels, where you at, piece of shit? Did you call him Lauren Michaels? Lauren. 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 Lauren Michaels. No, it's L O R N E. I know. Lauren. Like Thorn, but with an L. Lorn. All right, do you know what time it is? Get it. It's time for Tipsy Trivia. Definitely early on that one. No, I thought that was pretty good. All right, I'll take it. I thought it was pretty good. Portion of the podcast where we have five trivia-based questions from the film we are reviewing. If Keenan gets three of the five correct, I have to shotgun, and he doesn't. If he gets less than three correct... He has to shotgun, and I don't, but inevitably, we'll all end up shotgunning. Number one. If you're lucky, we will. Numer eins. Number one. Only two <laughs> Christmas-themed movies came out in 1989. This movie and a movie... So this movie came out in a movie called Prancer. Which actor from this movie was in both movies? Was it A? Okay, I, yeah. I've never fucking heard of Prancer. So two Christmas-themed, two Christmas-themed movies came out in 89. One was Christmas Vacation. The other was Prancer. Which actor was in both movies? Was it A, Juliette Lewis, B, Johnny Galecki, D, Beverly D'Angelo, or D, Randy Quaid? I think you said D, Beverly D'Angelo, or D, Did Randy I Quaid. Did I C, Beverly D'Angelo, or D, Randy Quaid? Fuck, dude. What is Prancer about? I think it's about the fucking reindeer Prancer. Can you use it in a sentence? I don't know the movie. <laughs> like I, I, I don't know the movie Prancer. Uh, Dasher yeah, and Dancer it. and Prancer and Vixen. Fuck. All right, so Comet and Cupid and Donder and Blitzen. The, you got the two kids, unc- or cousin Yeah, Eddie so it's or, either Juliet yeah. Lewis, Johnny Galecki, Beverly D'Angelo, or Randy Quaid. Johnny Galecki? It is Johnny Galecki. Hey, really? Yeah. All right. It is Johnny Galecki. I thought it was one of the kids, but... It's number B, Johnny Galecki. <laughs> number B. <laughs> All right, well, one for one. All right, letter two. True or false? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I laughed at it. True or false? false. This was the... Uh, all right. I'll, you know what? I will. It's Christmas time in hell. N- uh, number two, true or false, this was the only vacation movie to not feature the Lindsey Buckingham song, Holiday Road. You know what song I'm talking about? I know exactly. Holiday that. Road. Holiday Road. talking about that's a good song i get down the holiday road did, oh. did we just lay down like a hit track i think so i yeah. think we did i've been down with the holiday road oh. holiday road oh. we shouldn't do it again yeah anyway i'm uh, gonna say yes because i i'd noticed it wasn't in this one so true it is strange it is the only one that does not have the holiday road song what a great song because be nimble jack be, be quick, quick. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but what's funny is because this is the only movie that's a vacation movie where they're not they traveling. They go on a vacation. They're not yeah. traveling. It's uh, it's Christmas vacation. I tried to incorporate that fact into my canopsis. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it came through. Romania, let me know. All right, so you're two for two already. Number two three. Two for. Number three. Over under two and a half, how many vacation movies did Brian Doyle Murray make an appearance in? Oh, that's a good question. Damn. I feel like I should know this. I said I was a fan of the franchise. I'm going to say over. Close. Under. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's in two. 
So this movie, and he was in the original Vacation. He played the manager of the camping ground. Okay, if you recall what I'm talking yeah, about, I, where so, the gross pool and yeah, I thought yeah. maybe I had seen him in that or European, but I didn't know about Vegas or the Ed Helms one. So no, not any, no, just the two. Yeah, just the two. Number four, the house that the Griswolds' neighbors. So we're talking about Todd and Margot. The house that the Griswolds' neighbors inhabit is also a house from a very famous action movie family. Which famous actually? Which famous action movie family lived there first? Was it A, the Murtaugh family from Lethal Weapon? Oh. B, the McLean family from Die Hard? C, the Tasker family from True Lies? Or D, the Tuscany family from Above the Law? Which is a Steven Seagal movie. I hope it's not that one because I haven't seen that one. So basically what I'm saying is that the, the house... I know what you're okay, saying. Yeah, all right, the neighbor's one. house. Yeah, the neighbor's house. Uh, I... Give it to me again. Lethal Weapon. So the Murtaugh family from Lethal Weapon. The McLean family from Die Hard. I don't remember seeing a house in Die Hard. Well, there's a lot of Die Hards. Okay. Or, okay. or so not from Die Hard 1. Yeah, it could from be Di- from the yeah, Die Hard right, franchise. Exactly. Oh. Or the Tasker family from True Lies, that Schwarzenegger movie. I'm going to guess True Lies. Uh, Murtaugh. The Murtaugh family from Lethal Weapon. They, they live in that house. No, yeah, I still haven't seen those fucking movies. They're great, man. We, I know. We need to watch we've them. We've talked about doing a Lethal Weapon, like, you know, arc. We should do one. Yeah, let's do Lethal Weapon 1 through 4. I'd be in. I'd you know be totally know what we should in. do? Lethal Weapon... There's no good alliterations for that, but, like, Lethal Weapon March or Lethal Weapon February and every... every You know, we just do the four for that month. We can workshop it. I like yeah, your... Well, I like the you idea. Yeah, get, a, like, a cool we've name. We've had the Kiana Yeah, yeah, I like the idea. We did another one with three at some point in time, I think. Right. Number five. So you are... Two for two. two. No, no, no. Two and two. Two wins, two losses, right. two rights, two wrongs. This is for all the marbles. Number five. Over, under, three and a half. How many Oscar nominees does this movie have? Ooh. Mm. Let me think here. Under. Wow, those fucking old people, man. Under. I'm sticking with under. I think Juliet Lewis, maybe, but. Okay. Is th- under. I'm your- going to say under. Under? Okay. You're correct. Uh, three Randy Quaid, Juliet Lewis, and William Hickey, which I think is one of the old people. One of the old dudes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. Because I, I didn't think that uh, Chevy Chase or Beverly D'Angelo had ever, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I get that. They're, they're, they're not. I mean, they're not even Golden Globe type actors for an Oscar. <laughs> uh, maybe him. Golden Globes uh, do comedy, don't they? Yeah, so and maybe I think once they, he was they nominated. They do TV too. Yeah, so. they do. Yeah. Yeah. Community, yeah, Chevy yeah, Chase, yeah. maybe. But anyway. All right. Uh, I've got cans in the fridge. We gonna grab a couple of beers. Yep. Yep. I've got a couple of Milwaukee's best. And to be honest, if this is Milwaukee's best, I would fucking hate to drink their second best. The Beast, because it's awful. The Beast. Like, if that's their best, their second best must be piss water. Ding, fresh, I done. <laughs> I hear the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say ding, dong, um, gay. Ding, <laughs> dong. Ding, dong, gay. <laughs> all right. On three, uh, three, uh, two, and then. Nope. No, nope. oh, I lost. Did not enjoy that. Told you, that's Milwaukee's best. I hate people fucking drink the second best. You done with that? Yeah. 
Oh, Mike and Jason. When I was in a fraternity in my freshman year in college, uh, we used to do a thing. I was only in it my freshman year, so I'm not a real frat guy. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it meant, I mean. But anyway, we used to do this thing called Beast Bowl, which. Sounds awful. Yeah, it was terrible. It was like a three-on-three basketball tournament, and you played against a team to 21, and if the other team scored, you had to run in and drink a little, like, one of those, like, not styrofoam, but like the little fucking solo cups, but like paper cups, you know? Yeah, I know what you're talking like about. Like a shot, pretty much. But yeah, like once you get under cups. a water cooler. Yeah, exactly. You had to drink one of those full of Milwaukee's best. Okay. All right. It's not terrible. So you're playing three on three till 21 by one. Every time the other team scores, you have to go drink a little bit of Milwaukee's best. So Starts off fine. How much vomit was there in this? I was so glad that my team lost in the very first game. I would be too. I don't. Yeah. Wanna, I don't want to play that shit. I because you're sweating, you're running around drinking fucking little shots of Milwaukee's best. Not good. Sweat but anyway, baby. Sweat, and I'll show you these nuts. Yeah, you and me, baby, ain't nothing, nothing but, but mammals. mammals so uh, we know we've, like we've been we doing do. too much singing. I'm, well, it's Christmas. We're caroling. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure it's a Christmas carol, but yeah, no, I no, agree. but caroling is that a thing? <laughs> we're there. We're there ever just carolers. Yeah, that weren't Christmas carolers? Oh no, no. I think caroler implies that you're singing Christmas songs. I don't think you can go around. Yeah, but we're just going to be carolers. I don't think you show up at a door and go, "I blow a power grid, I would die if I would live, I would die." Like, it's like, no. Like, what are you doing? Caroling implies that you're singing Christmas songs. You ring a doorbell, they answer a group of people. I'm so fancy. You already know. We're just All the caroling. Way to Tokyo. We're just caroling. It's not Christmas, but we're caroling. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta like it. Let's start it up, man. Yeah, you knock on the door. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. Mopping floors in your house. Cleaning doors in this house. Yeah. yeah. We're the carolers. Uh, we don't do that shit at Christmas. We don't play no shit. Yeah. Gays bitches better be wearing jimmies. Yeah. Moving on to Drinking Buddies. Smooth transition. This is the portion of the podcast where we choose a character from the film, not an actor, but a character from the film that we would get irresponsibly drunk, shit-faced, shivoed with, if you will. That's a metaphor for a lady that was on life support back in the day. Uh, Keenan, who, who's your <laughs> drinking buddy? Christ. That's a Terry Shifo joke in case you've listened to all these episodes and hey, weren't you sure. Know what? You know what? Hear me out, dude. If we can make 9-11 jokes, we can make Terry Shifo jokes. Yeah, the statute of limitations has passed, yeah. you know, on that. Uh, my drinking buddy, the only reason I'm saying it, because I saw a, he just had a fat fucking glass of whiskey. It should be Clark, but I'm okay. going to go with Clark's father-in-law, because when Clark was- Art? Yeah, Art, who's the asshole. But when Clark was trying to get so the do shit, washing machines. Yeah, when he was trying to get the shit plugged in, the lights on the yard or whatever, Art went out and he was like, "You know what? If I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna pour a big old fucking glass of whiskey, and I bet my douchebag son-in-law is not gonna get it done." The little lights aren't twinkling. Yeah, and then you know he's a horny old man too because he's looking at that poster of the two fucking turtles fucking. Oh, dude, and you know chick, he you was know? Jay and his old ass D to that shit, too. Jay and his old ass D. He's like, come on, please get hot. Fuck. Yeah, no, like, they have Viagra in the 80s. He, there was no chance for him to get hot. Oh, no, right? dude. He, he barely got his back pilled down. He's not taking Viagra to jerk My off. dick don't work. No, I can't fight. I got no dick. I can't no, fight. I got no fight. I got no dick. 
That all being said, I'm drinking with him. And also because Clark's too obvious. But if you pick Clark, I won't be mad at you. Not picking Clark, drinking buddy, and Bethany. Oh. We can both agree that Cousin Eddie would not be fun, though, right? He would probably get annoying. That was literally my second choice. I would, I would, I would. He was my, yeah. I would absolutely fuck with Eddie. I don't know. I feel like you'd you'd be hanging out with him for a while, and you'd be like, I got to drop this guy off. Yeah, He's the kind of guy that you would go out, and he'd be like, hey, man, uh, I'll buy this first round of beers for us. And then, because he had only $10, so he knew he could pay for that round. And then after that, he'd be like, all right, could you pay for everything else for me, though, for the rest of the night? Because I bought those beers for you. Do you know how many people you've described in my friendship group from 19 to 20? I fucking hate those people. But, hey, man, that's what I'm saying. I I mean, I fuck with those people. I'm good with that. Help someone out, I guess, you know. All right. Rotten Tomatoes over under. We'll start with the critics. I will set the critics rating over under at a 65%. Over. 68. All right. One away. One away, critics. Come on. Let's do a 69 joke. Oh, you're right. And honestly, I think that's a little low. I think the critics critics were fucking wrong about this. Audience, I will set at an 88%. Yeah, the audience loves it. I'll say under, though. Under. 86%. Okay. Okay. And the IMDb was... Don't know. I'm going to guess 6.2. 7.6. 7.6. All right. Pretty good. good for this. I mean, as far as IMDb ratings go, that's elite. That's an elite rating. Before I watch it on this viewing, I probably would have given it about a 6.2. On this one, I'll give it a 7.6. I'll agree with people. I give my real buzz ranking is an 8.5. 8.5? 8.5. I'll give it a 7.6. Okay. That's fair. It's not- it's still not my favorite vacation movie. It, it's fine if it's not your favorite, but it shouldn't be your like second to last favorite. Yeah, but there's only four. Okay, so you st- or right. five, I guess, with Ed Helms. And we don't count that. Yeah, but so, I don't know. I like the I like them pretty much in the order that they came out in. I love the first one. The second one holds a very special place I'm, in my I'm, heart. I'm pretty much with you, except for European Vacation. I think European Vacation is far and away the worst one. You think it's the worst one? Yeah, far and away. Not I even just, close. I think it's part of. I love fucking Europe too. I've never been. I love but Europe. I've always I, I'm to not go. saying I don't love Europe. I just think it's a bad movie. Like the the, the execution is not good. Uh, and, and and the the casting was terrible too. Fucking Audrey was annoying. And dude, I, the the second one is by far the worst one. That Favorite be- movie of all time in Bruges, right? Yeah. Favorite oceans movie, Ocean's Twelve, set in Europe. Ocean's Twelve is garbage. Teen movie that came out when I was a teen, Euro Trip, set in love Europe. Love Euro Trip. Love Euro Trip. Va- Europe vacation is not a European vacation. It's not my favorite vacation, but I I like it a lot. I See, think I, you know, I should have been European. You know what? I'm going to say this out loud, Keenan. I think I'm right. I think that the people uh, viewing would agree with me. I think it's the worst one. I, I think you're in the minority thinking that uh, European vacation is even decent, let alone not the worst. Okay, cool, man. I'm glad that you think that. <laughs> but you, I think that you're in the minority thinking it the other way. So there you go. Well, I was, I was, I was just trying to give a call to action to our, our listeners to like put it to a poll. I will put it. You know what? I will. Tomorrow, and the four people that vote on it, let us know. Yeah, it's probably more like twelve. Nah, I'll take it. All right. <clears throat> well, I think that it about ends the episode for us. Uh, thank you again for listening to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. We are the Real Buzzed Crew. Keenan, take us out. Save the neck for me, Clark. We are the Real Buzz Crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. Merry Christmas, fuckers. This concludes our broadcast day. That's good because I didn't.
Oh, thank you.